0: Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice.
1: Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football. Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Toutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. Where is the coronavirus increasing in the Big Sky Conference? The Missoula Mavericks, a sweep in their conference opening series, and... We have our ESPN roundtable today, and very happy to have defensive line coach from Montana State, Byron Hout as our guest. It tell new is 1029 ESPN Radio, a very happy Wednesday to all of you, great to be along with you, hope you are having a fantastic day, thanks uh, for letting us on board on your radios, on your televisions across the state, on SWX television, and on the world wide web as well 1029espn.com you go ahead and you listen live on the stream the stream is there all the time thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call us, you can certainly do that as well. 361-3688. 361-3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankings Brothers RV phone line. Got a couple things for you in the show today. Uh, first of all, an analysis done by our old friend, compatriot Andrew Houghton, who is now writing for the uh, Idaho State Journal, uh, did a uh, an analysis of COVID-19 over the past week in cities in the Big Sky Conference. And I thought that this was worth just taking a note of as we consider to look at opening and reopening and football and all you know fall sports uh, across the Big Sky Conference I thought this was worth uh, 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 taking our time and sort of uh, discussing for a couple of minutes here off the top we also will get into the Missoula Mavericks who uh, had a sweep over the Great Falls Chargers yesterday in the city of Missoula they're now 3-0 and in conference they have won six straight are now eight and five overall but a big day uh, yesterday for the Missoula ba- Mavericks and specifically for Bridger Johnson so we will cover that a little bit as well and we will both that into a discussion of baseball in the state of montana very interesting major league baseball came out with their list of the top prospect in all 50 states except it wasn't all 50 states it was 49 of the 50 states guess which state did not have a prospect that even was able to make their list That's right, the state of Montana. So we will discuss why that might be uh, here in uh, in the first segment as well. It is also a Wednesday. Love it when it's a Wednesday. We got wings for you from the Desperado Sports Tavern. I have some numerology questions for you. That's right, numbers, boys and girls. You may see a thread. Horsing through uh, the uh, the answers to the questions that I got for you, so we'll get to that. Colt just got his in the second hour as well. Top of the hour, it's Wednesday. Also, our ESPN roundtable do it every week around here. Extended conversation this week. Byron Hout, who is the defensive line coach at Montana State, he's heading into his fifth year as the defensive line coach uh, for Jeff Choate. Played an unbelievably uh, unbelievable career at Boise State, was a great linebacker uh, there for the Boise State Broncos from uh, about 2008 through 2011, was a four-year fletterman, a two-year starter, played in the 2009, uh, well, it was 2010, coming out of the 2009 season, Fiesta Bowl, when uh, 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 when Boise State upset TCU, then number four in the nation, TCU, in the Fiesta Bowl. So we cover all that stuff with him in a really great conversation. So there you go. That is our show today, Coulter. How you holding up, man? I know that you're a little, you know, <laughs> you 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 last, you last a little bit of sleep last night. You had some work to get to, and so you were up late. And now that's here you are. There. Yeah, uh, but you made it, and you know, good for you. And you got a hat that fits your head. Well, yeah, that's you know, the I, most I important always,
0: thing. I um, I, I almost always think that most of the time when you're really, really, really tired, it's because you had a great time or mm-hmm. because you did something important. I did last night so I'm feeling great
1: Very good uh, one thing that uh, is worth noting NASCAR NASCAR right the car racing into this the car the NASCAR yeah, yeah. I've actually you know we got our buddy NASCAR Terry he's sure. weirdly really into it I've been watching a little couple of the NASCAR races yep uh, not not in total but a little bit because they're on they're doing it they're racing the cars you know are it turning left still. Still turning left, but occasionally they turn left more and less. Like, it's not just an oval. There's some cars, some tracks that have, like, a little bit more of a bend in it. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, uh, okay, I did not know this.
0: I don't know where you're going with this.
1: I know, I know. It's probably, there's no such thing as rails, so I can't be off of them, okay? Right. NASCAR has had, evidently, some tracks that have had Confederate flags flying at their deal. Bubba Wallace says he's, uh, uh, I don't know if he is the only African American driver in NASCAR, but he's the only one that I am aware of. Said this, we got to stop this. We can't, we can't have this anymore. I tweeted out, first of all, I had no idea that this was a, that this was happening, that this existed. So yeah, first of all, my (laughs) surprise to say the least. Second of all, yeah, you got to take these things down. Guess what happened today? They took them down. Now, I would like to take some credit, the power of my Twitter (laughs) followers, you know, for the likes. But uh, anyways, NASCAR reacted in a quick hurry, and they have now banned Confederate flags at all NASCAR-sanctioned racings, which on the one hand, okay, it's good. On the second hand, where has this been for 150 years? Anyway, it's done now, and congratulations to Bubba Wallace and, you know, okay to NASCAR. I'm not going to give him a ton of credit here because it is 2020. Okay. But it had to be done and it was done. It was done in short order after, you know, some people had some things to say about it. So there you go. That a little good news coming off the top of the show. Coulter, Andrew Houghton used to uh, write for you at Skyline Sports, a graduate of the J school, the oh, university oh. of Montana. He is now uh, gainfully employed with the Idaho state journal in Pocatello. Mm-hmm. Put together,
0: I gotta say I'm, I'm, I. Uh, now that we've been doing Skyline for a little while,
1: yeah,
0: I'm proud of my guys, man. Andrew's got you know full time beat writing job, and I mean he was doing a great job for us. Right about the Grizz, that's right. I, I, one of our guys, Evan Frost, who my brother mentored a little bit, a photographer who was at the Montana Cayman. He's at the Minneapolis Star Tribune, and he's been one of the guys that's been on the ground during these riots. Mm. And I, the the photo in the middle of the night of the police precinct burning, mm. that was Evan's photo. Like his his Twitter feed has been just enthralling because he's on the ground. He's there, yeah. And, I, I mean, shout-out to him, first of all, for having the courage and bravery to do that because that's, like, a really dangerous job. And so I'm, oh, I'm yeah. proud of those guys, and it's uh, it's cool that they got to cut their teeth a little bit with us before they made it to the big
1: time. Made it to the big time in Pokey. That's right. Uh, Pokey tell. So this is – what Andrew did here is he, he looked at the, the, the COVID-19 cases, reported cases – uh, or recorded cases however you confirm cases over the last week in relation to where they were so from june 2nd last week to june 10th which is today and as cities around the country states around the country are gradually reopening allowing more and more gatherings businesses etc cetera, etc cetera, everybody has expected that there's going to be a, a, a resurgence to some extent of COVID 19 uh i remain cautiously optimistic that even though i expect that i'm i'm hopeful that it won't be a spike the way that it has been before but i thought that this was worth noting now basically across the big sky conference the normal numbers from last week to this week in terms of percent increase are either zero which it is happily in missoula or basically the average about i think five six uh or even seven Cities with big sky conference schools, in them, it's between like seven and eleven to twelve percent increase from what it was a week ago. So certainly an uptick, uh, not insignificant, but also not a spike. And again, it's also worth tying the percentages to the actual numbers. Many of these numbers are very, very low. Where if you have, you know, a handful of more cases, it might just be like five more cases, and that can represent a ten percent increase sure. because there's just not that many. Which again is a good thing. But this is where I thought that this was uh, particularly noticeable, and this is why this was, I think the nascency of, of Andrew's decision to, you know, f- research these statistics and write this piece. In, in Moscow, where the University of Idaho is, sure, it's been flat, zero additional cases. Uh, in in Moscow Idaho at the University of Idaho over the course of this past week and that's really good only seven total confirmed cases period so they are they have been very very uh uh you know limited number there in Pocatello the increase was 75 percent the only one in the, in the all the big sky that had an increase that was over I think I think the next biggest it was 13 or 14 percent. So a, a huge increase in relation to percentage. Now, it is certainly worth noting it was 28 confirmed cases on June 2nd, 49 confirmed cases on June 10th. So you're talking about, what's that, 21 more cases? That's not a huge number. I understand that. But it is a huge percentage increase. And the, the reason I, I, I wanted to point this out is the percentages matter a lot Certainly, as much as the total number of cases, because if in se- in seven more days you have another seventy five percent increase, that's not twenty one cases. Now that's like you know it would be like forty or fifty cases. You do that again, now you're at a hundred cases to get the seventy five percent again. If that right. makes sense, right? Forty nine cases is not so many that you sit here and and you go, well, that's you should be able to get a handle on it, and we certainly. Hope and expect that everybody is safe and gonna be you know you know cared for and 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 look out there in Pocatello. The thing that I think is worth noting is this the as I understand it, the part of this virus that is the most dangerous is is the rate of infection because it's so easily passed okay right if you have an an increase like this that lasts. One week you go, okay. let's get a handle on this thing and let's figure out where it is and let's let's nip it in the bud. If you have something like this, though, that lasts for two, three weeks, you got a problem, a real problem. And this cropped up in seven days in Pocatello to a a 75 percent increase. Now, you would guess with the numbers like this, that this was tied maybe to a particular event or a workplace where all of a sudden. It became a hot spot, and then then something like this happened. But it is worth noting how quickly it transpired. And if this was to happen in November or October in one of these big sky cities, all of a sudden, the tide can turn very, very quickly. So while I continue to remain really optimistic about this, I I think, especially with everything that's going on, a lot of this – virus stuff has been pushed to the back burner and also because i think a lot of places have gotten a pretty good handle on the virus which is great and i think that that will continue so i this is not me trying to be a rain cloud but it is worth being aware of and seeing that even in a place like pocatello idaho oh wow all of a sudden first week of june look out they get they have work to do now
0: and you have to consider it's not just the spread of from person to person, sometimes it's also the people
1: traveling. recognition. Yeah, sure,
0: and, and I, th- I think that's where we. I mean, yeah, when, a good you, point. when you have these rural places that have basically flattened the curve and not had any new cases for weeks, mm-hmm. the new cases are not just coming out of the air; they're coming from other places, and then people are getting infected because we have loosened things a little bit. Yes, that's the conspicuous part about where college athletics fits into this, because now you have a, most schools. More than half, if not more than even that, of their athletes are from out of state. Even Montana, Montana State, Idaho, Idaho State, they recruit a ton of in-state kids. They still have about 50, if not a little bit more than 50% of their rosters from other places. So now those kids are coming back. So who knows? I mean, who knows if they have been exposed or maybe they are asymptomatic. There's so many different gray areas here. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we're going to have to worry about in Montana is people coming to the national parks. That's right. But then the people that live in the areas where the national parks are at, then traveling. That's the other thing with the Montana-Montana state dynamic. And it's somewhat true with Idaho State too. Not everybody that goes to games in Pocatello, not everybody, uh, I mean half the people that go to games in Missoula and Bozeman don't live in Missoula and Bozeman. (laughs) Sure, yeah. And so then you're talking about conglomerating. It's not just the large groups of people, it's from where they come from. Mm -hmm. So then you have no way to tag where the new infections come? I right. mean, did they spread during a football game, or were they brought into the football game from somewhere else? That's the part that's so uh, hard to gauge to assess. Cause, I mean, it's because if you have these rural places, if, if no one was coming or going, uh-huh. which that's unrealistic, but y- you would not have new cases. You can't. Right. It has to be brought to or transported out yeah if you were spread. at a place
1: where it was zero it has to be imported yeah exactly it's to tell new one is one espn radio a couple other things worth noting in relation to this idaho is very similar to montana in terms of its reopening they're in phase three we're in phase two but their phase three is this is almost identical to montana's phase two i don't know where they had an extra step in there that got them to a third phase but it's still 50 people is basically what it is in terms of of gatherings they have limited uh social distancing in effect They are allowed on June 1st. They open facilities at the universities for uh, uh, workouts uh, for voluntary workouts for student athletes, and they are actually playing Legion, but not Legion baseball beginning in three days. So they haven't even actually started baseball, even though they're into phase three, but they will in the southeastern part of the state, according to uh, uh, Andrew's article here. The other thing uh, that just for what it's worth in the state of Montana, Missoula, was a 0% increase. As I mentioned, we had 40 cases, 40 confirmed cases on June 2nd. We are still at 40 confirmed cases on June 10th. Gallatin County, however, not the case. Gallatin County has been the hardest hit in the state of Montana by this. 153 confirmed cases on June 2nd, 168 as of today. So that is a 9.8% increase.
0: That's not a coincidence, right? That's right. It's because they have the most direct flights to... To Yellowstone. Other places and more people coming in as a tourism
1: hub than any other airport in the, in the state. That's right, um, but they, you know, they nine point eight percent increase again. I think that that is something that that Gallatin County and the the city of Bozeman have to take a long hard look at about how they're going to deal with this. Listen,
0: and Montana State as well, because you have to also consider right. the enrollment mm-hmm. element of this, because you have almost ten thousand more undergrad students at Montana State than Montana. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that's that's a small city that you have to
1: then manage. And did I see this right, Coulter? The Montana State, we know, is opening their fall semester for academics on August 17th, yep. but they have canceled summer school. Right. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. So, and I believe that Montana is mirroring uh, that, but I don't know that I've seen the official notification on that from the University of Montana uh, as of yet. But uh, our expectation is, is that it's going to be maybe not exactly that, but something very similar to that. The idea being finishing the fall semester at or before Thanksgiving. So when kids go home for the break, they're, they're home through Christmas and New Year, presumably. Right.
0: right. Yeah, I mean, we, I don't know why we haven't had an official announcement from Montana on that, yeah. but we have, I mean, I know at least three students that got emails that said that was going to be the case
1: and maybe you know maybe there's not a quote official announcement i mean that that is an official announcement right, but sure. if you're notifying the people for whom they you're, you're surfing so i mean i'm not here to give yeah. uh,
0: pr 101 classes again but like you probably want to get that out there yeah
1: it um, seems like it would be a news story so uh, there you go so anyway again it's just it's just an interesting analysis and and uh you know we've been we've been happily moving i think pretty freely in in this town and right. there's still plenty of uh, uh, new norms right? that are out there that are good and we still maintain we maintain complete flatness this last week, which is great. I, mean, I just, uh, feel very grateful and happy to do that and hopefully we're all doing our part to make sure that that stays the way it is. But again, when it comes to the fall, we're all trending in this right direction and then all of a sudden, whammo, Pocatello, a 75% increase sure. and you go, okay, well what if that happened at a different point in time or what if the numbers that were 75% were bigger than, quote, just 21 individual cases. What if it was, you know, 150 individual cases in a town of how many? What, 30,000 No, Pogatel is actually a little bit bigger. 50? Than the, about 55,000, Okay. Yeah. So, but still, you know, that that becomes something that you, you have to monitor very closely. And I, I, my guess is at some point, the athletic departments, the conference, they're going to have to navigate a situation like this. and. That's why it's
0: so complicated and convoluted in the big sky, because towns like Pocatello and Moscow and Missoula and Bozeman, we're talking about 175 cases or less in each place. Right. How many cases are there in Portland? How many cases are there in Sacramento? I mean, you're talking tens of thousands.
1: Thousands. Yes, yes. So
0: that's, uh, I mean, you don't want to have an uneven playing field, but also it, it... it unevens the playing field. I mean, you, Portland State and Sac State are just not going to, they're not going to get the same treatment. Totally. I, they're mean, gonna, I mean, they're going to get screwed more than anybody else. Yeah,
1: yeah, no doubt.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: Uh, It's 2TEL and 1029 ESPN Radio. Let's move Coulter from the... Less happy to the more happy, and that is actual games, baseball games. The Missoula Mavericks had a doubleheader last night versus the Great Falls Chargers. They won both games, 12-7 in the first, 10-8 in the second. Hey, you like some offense. Last night was your night at Lindborg Craig Field. Uh, How about this? Miles Community College signee. Miles City Community College. Miles City. Bridger Johnson went 3-4 for in the first game. And in the two games together, he had, excuse me, in the first game, just in the first game, two triples, a single, a walk, four RBI, and three runs scored. I mean, that is... He, nice line. He's putting people across, and he's getting across. That's a nice line. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, struggled a little bit this year uh, by his own admission. He was uh, speaking with Frank Gogol of the Missoulian. and he did a nice job at a great write-up on the doubleheader. Uh, but nonetheless, broke out of it in a big way, and you got to think Miles City's pretty pumped about the day that he had. By the way, the Mavs in the second game were up 8-1 to one in the fifth inning, gave up 7 in the fifth now we got a tie game, eight-eight, but the Mavs did score their last couple, including uh, Frazier, who had a two-out, two-two-run uh, triple in the sixth. That was the the deal sealer for the Mavs in a 10-8 win in game two. But the Mavs six straight; they're now three and zero in conference and eight and five overall. So, uh, you know, good for the Mavs. I mean, they hit the ball well, certainly. Clearly, twenty-two runs in two seven-inning <laughs> games is uh, pretty good. It's also a lot of triples. You get a lot of triples out at Limborg Craig Field, though he has never
0: been out there. I mean, that's a, Tough big, to it's, get a it over. Big, it's a big league sized field. I mean, yeah. you're you'd chasing the ball forever out there. I mean,
1: isn't there isn't it true? Don't don't you think that there's a, a lot of ways in which a triple is better than a home run because oh, yeah. the rally kind of keeps going. You got a guy no still doubt. in scoring position. you know, you hit the home run, it's a big deal and now okay, it's kind of a reset for everyone whereas now the pitcher's still out there maybe a little nervous. He's got this guy. He's got to stare at while he's on the bump the whole thing.
0: No doubt. I mean, the triple might be the most lost art in all of baseball. Well, you, if you watch a Major League Baseball game today from, in its duration, mm-hmm. you have like an above, above 50-50 chance of seeing a home run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have like a 2% chance of seeing a triple. Triples are hardly ever hit. I uh, Part of it's just because, guys, first of all, everybody's prioritized home runs. So a lot of these teams play in bandbox stadiums that are not even close to even as big as the Mavs field. But also the outfielders all just have ridiculous arms too. I mean, to stretch it into a triple, you have to be so fast.
1: There's, if if you have, if you give me enough time or whatever, basically in, it, you know, I, I can do it in, in, on, you know, in the sports world. Like, you know, I could go out there and skate around with a stick, you know, and, and not that I'm ever going to score a goal or whatever, but I can do it. I guess in basketball, like I'm never going to dunk. Okay, so maybe that's one thing. But in baseball, there is no chance I will ever hit a triple because there's no park that's going to allow me the amount of time that I'm going to need to get to third before somebody has tracked that thing down and relayed it into the third baseman. I don't care if you got no, you know, some of these like, you know, these, uh, uh, you know, municipal parks they got literally no fence have you seen these places there's just it's just a field that goes out forever that's not enough you can do the nine-man relay pass it in to the next guy to the next guy, all the way into third to get me out before i make it to third base i think a triple is is uh there is no scenario in which this is going to happen for me at any point like a home run possibly a double maybe triple zero chance
0: so funny, man. Never yeah, going
1: to happen. you got to get back to your running ways. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I kind of you know. like my sitting ways, uh, all things oh. considered. Anyway, there you go. Uh, Two-Tel and Nuonis, 102.9 ESPN Radio. <coughs> Wanted to uh, talk a little bit more baseball in the next segment, specifically about the Major League Baseball draft as it pertains to the state of Montana. The draft is happening today in fact right now mlb network coverage of the uh, first couple of rounds of the major league baseball draft which is only five rounds this year uh it's happening right now and major league baseball mlb.com did an analysis of all of the best prospects in the country they used uh, a top 200 prospects list and then also sort of refined it even further from there to get a player from every state the best player from every state except for montana why might that be we will discuss that Right after this, hey Kurtz Polaris, there at twenty nine zero four West Broadway in Missoula, Highway eighty three in seeley And the weather, well, it's warming up, so it's time to get your dirt biking, off roading, and on laking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, tops in the industry. Brand new for the season at Kurtz, they also have a great Polaris side by side. In fact, a bunch of them, including the hardworking Ranger and the fun fast Razor, or maybe a little leisure is in your future. Maybe you're like me and. The lake is where it's at. Well, get yourself a Crest pontoon boat. Top-of-the-line pontoon boats from Crest are at Kurtz Polaris now. Summer the way you always envisioned it at Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. Why are there not more baseball prospects in Montana? It's an open question. It's Tuttle Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, at Gus Two-Tell at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT, your Twitter handles. Thanks for checking us out on SWX Television as well. For those of you out there, we appreciate that. Coming up half hour from now, excited to have the defensive line coach, Montana State Byron Hout. Is a uh, subject of our ESPN roundtable coming up in about 15 minutes of Wing It Wednesday. So uh, get yourself ready for that. 361-3688, the phone number. We'll get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Uh, I'm craving some wings, man. That sounds just about right, right about now, I must say. Uh, Coulter, We uh, we I wanted to take a look at this um, because we have talked some baseball. Baseball has been actually at the forefront of a lot of our conversations Partially because of what has been, hopefully getting a little bit closer, but the impasse that's happening between the players and owners in uh, in Major League Baseball, obviously because of what's going on with the Pioneer League and minor league baseball, and the uh, the the worry of the non existence of the Pioneer League as such, and the paddleheads and so on and so forth, and also because Mavericks baseball is happening and uh and uh, as is what was legion baseball across the state but i thought this was great skylar browning who is if ever there was such a thing as a state of montana baseball historian skylar browning is the guy i mean formerly
0: of the missoula independent
1: that's right and uh great journalism work uh, written uh, a, a book uh co-wrote a book about the history of baseball in the state of montana but sent out a tweet that was from mlb.com and, and, and i thought this was uh, interesting. It was linked to an MLB.com story, which was MLB.com found that they got one of the top 200 prospects lists, which come out you know, every year for baseball, and then decided that they were going to do this geographically and find the best prospect in every country. Well, the two, best 200 prospects don't account for all 50 states. So in the states where there weren't, you know, a top 200 prospect from the list, MLB went ahead and polled uh, and conversed with scouts from teams to determine who they thought, you know, they kind of went around and said okay, well these I don't know how many states, maybe 15 states or whatever, you can guess, you know, some of the the le- least populated states, maybe Alaska, you know, mm-hmm. the Dakotas, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that kind of thing, but found nonetheless a prospect. Well, guess what? They found a prospect for all 50 states except the state of Montana. And it just says in the list, it gives you the gives you the guy what their strengths are, what their projections are, et cetera, et cetera. You get to Montana, no prospect. Next. You know, whatever it is. What comes after Montana alphabetically? Nebraska, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we're the last M. M, In any case, glad we got that riddle solved. That's going to keep keep me me up. That's going to keep me up. Um, Look. You can say, now, I actually asked Skyler about this a little bit via via Twitter message. He says, actually, every year, there's normally a couple of states that actually don't have it. You know, maybe a Dakota, an Alaska will often not have a prospect. Uh, so it's not just that, hey, Montana is just the outlier. This happened, this may be anomalous year this year, and certainly Montana has had professional prospects um, and obviously professional baseball players that have come from the state of Montana. So. It, it it doesn't you know this isn't necessarily you know a, a broader examination than just right here in 2020 but here we are as the draft is happening and I was really thinking about this so why are there not more per capita draft picks or prospects in baseball I mean obviously we know we got a million people in our state Maybe you got right. a million people in three buildings in New York okay I understand the the deal but nonetheless you know there's a, a lot of great athletes and athleticism which we cover daily around here in the state of Montana and much more than Montana's fair share per capita of athletes in some sports be it wrestling be it football right. be it track you know all these things but then in baseball it seems like it doesn't really happen and i think there's some obvious reasons you could talk about the climate i think that not having baseball at the hi, in high schools Certainly. is significant um, I, mean, I
0: think it's Montana and North Dakota are the only two states that don't have high school baseball. I think there's even high school baseball in Alaska.
1: Really? I th- it's not more. I mean, I know there's Legion baseball over the place. That's it, huh? I think it's Montana and North Dakota. Wow. So that that is significant. I mean, I thought there was going to be like eight or 10 states maybe that didn't have it in 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 there. But the other thing about it to me, we talk about baseball as America's pastime. And... Usually when we've had this conversation, Coulter, it has gone into a talk about like MLB ratings, right? Sure. And people, how much do they they like or follow professional baseball or not? And I also think that reflects exactly what I'm talking about. Why do we have that conversation? Because baseball, in terms of the playing of it at the local level or even at the recreational level, isn't something that is what I would call the fabric of of Montana society. Sure. If you go to Iowa, if you go to Nebraska, if you go to a lot of these great Plains that are rural places, I'm talking about rural America right now, baseball is just happening, man. Like You go into baseball games often, the same not you know there's a lot more of them but in 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 sort of the same like well of course that's what we're going to do like friday night lights in texas to Mm -hmm, some extent mm -hmm. like this is what you're this is the gathering that's happening and the grills are out and the hot dogs are you know doing the thing and and that just doesn't exist here in that same way and and i don't really i think other sports have sort of carried the day basketball football certainly but it just doesn't it doesn't happen, I think the way that it does in other places where where baseball is is just accepted almost uh, uh, as, as for, for granted sure. that this is what we're gonna do locally with kids and, and, and you know high schoolers and whatever, or maybe the local team, the, the minor league team, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of different
0: factors. I think that first of all, having covered as a sports writer, high school-level baseball, whether it was the actual high school-sponsored teams, but then also like Babe Ruth teams or American Legion teams, the commitment everywhere else, even if you do play the high school baseball season and then the Legion baseball season in Washington, for example, it's still a lot less than what it is in Montana. You're talking about a Mm. 90-game season in Montana. So I think that deters both kids and parents... 90-game
1: and 90,000 miles. Right.
0: That deters kids and parents from dedicating that much time to it. It's also very expensive because of the travel, like you mentioned. Right. I also think that because... I mean, imagine if there was high school baseball in Montana, then there would be 14 AA teams that you could make a varsity squad for. Right now, there's, what, six American Legion teams? Right. So it's so competitive, it weeds a lot of guys out. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe more, but yeah.
0: But, I mean, say you get cut from the Mavs when you're 14 because you just haven't really physically developed and you just quit baseball. Yeah. But then by the time you're 18, you could have been a great prospect. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it weeds kids out quite a bit too. But then I also think that football, being king in Montana – I mean that that's my own personal angle. I, I loved baseball. I, I was probably as good at baseball as I was at football when I was, you know, going into the time where I could vie for a varsity spot in football. Mm-hmm. And I remember our football coaches sitting us down and, and just saying, Hey, you know, we think you guys have a chance to be a playoff team and, and maybe even make a run at state championship. How bad do you want it? You can't you we're gonna really discourage you from playing baseball through August and not being in the weight room and going to camps, working out with your team. And so then you you lose a lot of guys. I mean, there was a lot of guys that I played. I mean, we started this little Babe Ruth team that was kind of a barnstorming team so we could play baseball still in the summer but not have to have the commitment to the American Legion. And, you know, we were pretty good or whatever, but those guys aren't getting scouted. The other thing I think is interesting too is that so many of the athletes that come out of Montana in a variety of different sports, but particularly in sports like football and wrestling and track and field even, they have such raw but untuned, untrained athleticism. Mm-hmm. There's so many two- and three-sport athletes, so guys have never specialized. That's what makes them such intriguing prospects. But then when they get to the college level, they can accelerate their development so much when they dedicate themselves to one sport. When kids come from Class B and Class C schools, they get in a real college strength program. Their gains are just so exponential compared to somebody that maybe has been training super hard throughout their whole high school career. Yeah, That's an interesting thing. But because of that, though... Baseball, though, if you were to go through the prospects, baseball has the same rule as football in terms of the MLB draft, except for that there's the caveat. You can come straight out of high school. You can come straight out of any non-four-year school at any time. But when you go to a four-year school, you have to stay for three years. Right. right. So often, most of the guys in Montana that prioritize baseball, they go to college. Yeah. And so then they might not become a prospect until later on and maybe they're not listed as a Montana prospect, then they're listed as where they're going to college. Or a lot of times, though, too, you get burned out, or you don't develop, or you know it, it's a bad fit, or whatever it might be. But, I mean, there's been so many guys that have come out of Montana that have been able to play baseball at the college level. I mean, I'm looking at the, the top 2020 prospects for Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, that little area. I mean, you got kids from Bozeman, Billings, Missoula, and every single one of them is committed to a school. Yeah. And so you know, I, th- I think that there's just a variety of factors that go into it. But I do think that not just football, but also track, too. I mean, Montana's an above-average state for track in, on the boys' side. And it's actually probably a top-third state in terms of girls' track, in terms of the prospects that it's uh, producing. But I, I just think that it, it steals from me a little bit. And then also you just have to account for the weather. I mean – Even though there are other places in America where the weather can be can be as inclement as Montana. There's no more volatile weather systems than maybe in the entire lower 48 than in March, April and May in Montana.
1: Right. And that's just it hinders development. It does. Well, and the other thing, too. I mean, it's like my mom
0: used to say the the worst winter sport that's ever created was baseball in Montana.
1: Yeah. I mean, right.
0: I mean, you got to run around in circles in the outfield to stay warm when you're oh, playing dude. a late March game. I mean, I
1: remember even in Little League, seventh, Freezing. eighth grade, you're out there, you know, uh, tryouts. You wear Nine a of, layers. You got oh, to park in a beanie.
0: You got to wear straight hand up Hand hurts every time you catch a
1: baseball. I oh, mean, yeah. it's terrible. But the other thing, too, that I wonder about is, and I think these things go hand in hand, they sort of negatively bootstrap each other, but. I don't know how, how high the level of instruction is in terms of availability. Like the, the guys that are coaching Legion baseball teams, for instance, they, they know baseball. They know what they're doing in baseball. But when you talk about the lower levels of baseball, I mean, there's there's not a ton of development of baseball, of youth baseball, it seems like it's like you just go. You're going to play to play, which is great at a certain le- age. Certainly, you, that's what you should be doing. Right. But also, Montana, <laughs> what are we focused on? And this is part of it because of the sports, but also part of it is just because it's Montana. How much weight can you lift? How high can you jump? How fast can you run? And these are the things that that a lot of trainers, schools coaches are emphasizing and they know how to do it and do it really well. Well, baseball is a sport that that is it's not that it's not important, but it's less important than all the other sports. Baseball is a sport of skill. Sure. It is it's it's about the nuance of hand eye it's about quickness, about reflex and and those skill sets by and large go undeveloped or uninstructed in what I think is sort of the in mass physical training that happens regardless of sport in a state like Montana. It's it's toughness and strength and all of those other things right. and not, you know, agility or, you know, lateral quickness and that sort of thing as much.
0: Well it also just it takes a concerted extra effort to be able to I mean if you really are going to take baseball seriously and you want to be a prospect that might be in the mix for the MLB draft. Even if you do play other sports, you have to throw year-round. That's your arm is not going to ever be in the condition that it needs to be in, or you have a much higher chance of injuring your arm. Mm-hmm. Like the Mavs used to have the warehouse over there right. by the mall. But you know, when you're 13, 14, 15, you don't have, and you don't have a driver's license, well, we would go throw over there even when we didn't really have illusions of playing for the Mavs, yet you're, you're having to ask your parents, like, hey, can I get over there? And you can't get over there as, as much as you need to it doesn't open till February so you have this huge gap where you're not throwing. Yeah. And I, I just think a lot of it just hinders development all the way around. that said there's been some great baseball players that have come out of Montana. I mean, there's been guys that have that have been drafts, and, and we'll see. I mean, I think that I think things go in cycles. I I also think though that, that so many baseball's losing popularity in Montana, I think. I think so too. I mean, in terms of the youth, at the youth level. Yeah. I I, and I I think it has a it's a combination of factors. I mean, it First and foremost, American Legion baseball in Montana is a significant investment for families. I mean, you right. the Mavs. I mean, we're sponsoring the Mavs this year. You have to raise a ton of money.
1: Yeah, that's right. It is on the parents to do that, and it's, work it's all to, parent to run, do that, right? Yeah. And you have
0: to have dedicated parents.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, also just as a and as an additional to that, the Pioneer League in the three cities that it is still in 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 Montana and Billings, Great Falls, and Missoula. I think if there is anything that's even gonna drive a little bit, like the instilling the nostalgia and the the excitement of what baseball is, yeah, that's it, man. And and I understand like the machine that all this is caught up in and everything that's going sure. on, but just from a on a, on a hyper local level, it's just it's so disappointing, man. It really right. is to like the prospect of that there isn't gonna be small town professional baseball being played in the state of Montana potentially is, is, is it's a complete drag. It was one of the highlights of the summer. My daughter couldn't wait to go see Ollie the Osprey. And now whatever, you know, whoever the paddlehead mascot is, whatever. I don't know that they've named a a mascot for him, Pally the paddlehead, but uh, it's, it's, it's a huge bummer. One other factor to consider
0: maybe too, people that have lived in Montana for a long time, we know how the seasons work. And so when it hits summer, you live your life at a breakneck pace because you know that's you right. only got 10 or 12 weeks to get it all in, right? Like, you're you're trying to play golf three or four times a week. you trying to go camping every weekend. You're trying to drive, fish, whatever. Get on the river. And a lot yep. of times, I think that parents are just kind of like, man, we've been cooped up inside all winter, and we're not just going to be spending the summer
1: driving to Billings. Yeah, and that's that's actually a very good point as well. Uh, all that wrapped up in there. Anyway, okay. Sutel Nuanis, 1029 ESPN Radio. Culture of the Camby Tap House, one of Missoula's newest establishments. It's available, open, ready for business. Tell people about Camby. This is a cool little spot. Oh, man, Camby is
0: great. It's right there on the corner of uh, Higgins and South, right across from Dornblazer Fields, where yep. the first original Hoagieville used to be. Yep. Uh, multiple stores. You can sit outside, both on the, on the ground level or upstairs, but you can also sit inside as well. And they have one of the great beer lists that I've seen. They have beers from all over the country, some really rare beers that I have not seen anywhere else in this city. So uh, go check out Cambi Taphouse. It's a great place to enjoy beer, a great gathering place for everybody. Cambi Taphouse right there on the corner of Higgins and South in Missoula.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: You know, you make some mistakes sometimes, Coulter. I'm so pumped up about the Montana stuff. Boys and girls, it's time for a Wing It Wednesday for Crying Out Loud. Give us a call, 361-3688. 361-3688. I'm sorry I didn't tell you to do it sooner. Got some questions for you. Give us a call right now. We'll do some trivia and uh, we'll get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, perhaps a shirt to go along. And uh, you know what? bag of coffee going with you too from our friends at craven's coffee on this one so we're gonna we're gonna hook you up this is a, this is a big this is a prize pack worth up to fifty dollars love it you really retail it out you know the shirt coffee three six one three six eight eight give us a call uh, right now to do a wing it wednesday we'll have a little fun with you on the radio i have uh numerology questions uh relating to well sports but mostly to numbers some well, I'm not going to get into it. There's a common thread. That's all I'm going to say about it. There's a common thread that you may pick up on in my questions. What are your questions about? It? Have you put those on over there yet? Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I, I, knew, I, knew and, that, I, I don't even know why I put you on the spot right there to, to do something like that.
0: I might, I might do some tennis. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> tennis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm itching to do some tennis, man. I, really I mean,
1: I asked you what you want to talk about today. You said best tennis players of all okay, time, and so I just said, no, we're not doing it. Do, do we have a call? Yeah, in? we do. Okay, great. We got one. Did you say, I'm sorry, Ben, is that what I heard? I was talking while I was being told to you. Okay, let me go to the folks. We welcome in Ben to the show. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing okay, Ben. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for asking and inquiring as to our well-being. That is very good of you to do that, uh, Ben. Here's the deal, my friend. Uh, we got some. We got some wings for you. Into the wings at the Desperado. I am. They're and good. What kind of stupid question is that, anyways? Right? Because obviously you are. <laughs> because everybody is that's ever had them. Uh, so here's the deal, yeah. man. Oh, go ahead. Say, that seems like a question Coulter would ask. Yeah, <laughs> Just straight under the bus. Love it. Here's the deal, bud. You know the you know what we're doing here. Three questions. If you get two of them right, you got Wings to the Desperado. You get all three, you got yourself a uh, shirt to go with it. And just for playing with us today, a bag of coffee from Craven's Coffee. Sound all right to you? Sounds great
2: to me. Boy, some chicken wings had really hit the spot. you tell Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy.
1: All right, Ben, here we go. Right now, happening as we speak, MLB television, the Major League Baseball draft is happening. But as a cost-saving measure, Major League Baseball reduced the number of rounds that the draft is from 40 to what? How many rounds in the MLB draft this year? Ugh. Uh, can I ask Colder? You I know he'll know this. You certainly man, can. I don't you, know. You do man. you have a lifeline?
0: I, I, I don't know if I do know this. Someone told us this on the show the other day. Who? Are I told t- you this. You told me yes. this. Okay. <laughs> well,
1: someone. Yeah, Colder yeah, is you.
0: Someone. someone, someone. Um, it, it, it was 40. It was 40. And it
1: went to. Man. It's not a lot, right? F- I think five. Would you like to accept five? I don't really like his confidence, but I'll go with it. The two of you, just two blind mice litting each other to the cheese. Five rounds is correct. There are five (laughs) rounds in this year's Major League Baseball draft. Congratulations, I guess, uh, on getting the first one right. Anyhow,
0: excellently done. I just figured it was less than 10, and so I just guessed five because it just seemed like the most
1: symmetrical number. Eight would be weird. Eight would be weird. Five is also very weird to go. I mean, you're talking about a, what is it, like an 88% decrease? I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. Okay, here we go. Question number two. You are out of lifelines, though, Ben. I'm sorry to tell you. So here we go. Question number two. The PGA Tour is back Thursday, tomorrow. They're starting uh, uh, back with, what is it, the Colonial Challenge, something like that uh, down there in Texas. Here's the question. There will be no fans at this PGA Tour event, and there will be no fans for several weeks, but the Memorial in Ohio is expected to be the first event where there will be fans allowed. How many weeks before fans will be able to attend a PGA Tour event? (laughs) I'll be honest, I wasn't paying that good attention to that question. Can, can you repeat it? That was a lot more than I was anticipating. How many weeks until fans are going to be allowed at a PGA Tour event? That's the question. Let's go eight weeks. No. I'm sorry. It's not eight. The answer is five. I five weeks. Ah, five again. Look at Tutel, dude. He's pulling questions. Okay, hard questions. here it's we go. But they're ever. not that hard. I told you already. Numerology, there's a common thread. Last question. Uh, How many titles? Did Kobe Bryant win in his illustrious career? Five. Five is the answer. Wings to Ben. <laughs> Five is the answer for all of these questions. Five is the common thread. You got coffee. You got wings. Ben, excellent work, my friend. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. I love the show. Appreciate that. Five. It is a weird question about the tour. I know it's not a commonly known one. Perhaps I should have put that at the end and tried to lead, you know, sure, into the five. I thought, you know, the Kobe's a bit of a layup, if I may use the metaphor. Indeed, I was shocked that you didn't have the rounds of the MLB draft. This has been very high priority to me, not high priority in terms of Washington. I you did you did get it. Thank you. And I will say, I think. I can't see what's on your screen, but I believe you came by that relatively honestly.
0: I, I did. In fact, I was. Uh, what I was looking at on the internet was actually uh, hilarious, and uh, we will we won't be spoken on the show. I'll tell you about it later. I
1: believe it. I believe it. Boys and girls, hour number one is in the books. Hour two, straight ahead. We go into our ESPN roundtable. Very happy to uh, have had the opportunity to talk with Byron Hout, who is the defensive line coach of Montana State. We'll bring you his conversation with us about uh the montana state defense what's it been like to be a coach and his time as a player went 50 and three as a college player i mean think about that with the boise state broncos including winning a fiesta bowl along the way so we will bring you that conversation right after this hey guess what we're about a week and a half away from father's day you're looking for a president you're looking for something to do for your dad for your spouse for some father out there, well, here's what you got to do. Go to CDAResort.com. That's right, CDAResort.com, and book a stay and play or a round of golf to the Coeur Golf Resort. It's going to be a great gift, one that he will remember forever, a great experience to do it. Uh, Coulter and I had a chance to go uh, play a week ago. Fabulous. I mean, the, the course is in pristine condition, which it normally is, but just meticulously taken care of. You have a caddy. You ever play golf with a caddy? It's a whole different universe to play golf with a caddy. You don't lose nearly as many golf balls, and they help you with every single shot. They're raking the butt. They're doing everything for you, okay? It is a beautiful thing. The Coeur Golf Resort is Exactly, what a golfer's paradise is. If you have uh, a father in your life that loves to golf, cdaresort.com. Go on there now. Book your stay and play. The world's only floating green. I mean, think about that. It's floating. Okay, you get the picture cdaresort.com.